Era, era, two heels in a face. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. We're going to take someone through the wrestling buffet line. That's the salad, the main course, the dessert. Before I introduce that guest, uh, I'd like to take a second to bring your attention to something, you the listener. November is National Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. I actually lost someone to this disease. And I just wanted to take a second to use our platform, Two Heels in a Face, to give you a heads up on a few things. Pancreatic cancer is known as a silent killer. Its symptoms are very vague and subtle. It's a third leading cause of cancer-related deaths due to no early screening capabilities, quickly becoming the second leading cause. Uh, So it's important to me, um, and it's important to stay educated on topics such as these. So for more information and to find out how you can help, go to www.pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. All right, jumping into the buffet line. I'd like to introduce a Freelance Wrestling Academy graduate, a wrestler for Zello Pro Freelance Wrestling, Freelance Underground, someone who puts a smile on my face, especially when he opens the show, because I really enjoy his theme song. We're going to touch on that briefly. Uh, but this is Elsa's own Angel Escalera. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Elsa's own Angel Escalera. And I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a part of the wrestling buffet. You know, the buffet has been needing some flavor lately and El Sasson is ready to bring it. So I'm happy <laughs> right. to be here. How long did you rehearse that? I just thought of it right now. Oh, you just thought of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I we need... Believe it. I can. <laughs> we need to have James give you the mic, huh? You, could, you oh, got yeah. some quick thinking going on? Yeah, I try to. Uh, I've been I've been an actor since uh, first grade. I've been around the theater scene. And I'm um, in high school. The high school I graduated from, class of 2020, um, it was Shy okay. Arts. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, it's a liberal arts high school, and okay. I went there for theater for four years. So, uh, yeah, for four years straight, from two to five, I had my theater classes, and uh, they weren't electives; they were they were graded, so they affected my GPA. But yeah, I uh, I try to be, I uh, specifically wanted to go to that school uh, to better my wrestling. So hopefully, the theater classes uh, help a lot. I know Drama King uh, did the same thing. We had a conversation about that. He went to Columbia. I yeah, see. that's just a little bit of backstory. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I want to get more into that. Before we do, let's just quickly explain what the wrestling buffet line is to someone who uh, who might be listening to this for the first time. Uh, so we had a, we've had a lot of your, your I want to I call them classmates. They're more like your peers or fellow wrestlers now on the roster, but guys who have kind of came through the, the freelance wrestling academy uh, around the same time that you did, guys and girls, um, mm-hmm. and. We want to introduce the rest. So the wrestling buffet line is kind of our version of our, our, our interviews that we have on the podcast. So it's broken down into the three sections, the salad, the, which are like a little bit of introduction and some, uh, you know, it's, it's light, it's lighthearted, the salad a little bit. Um, you get the main course, which is a little bit more sinking your teeth in the specific like matches or shows or things that you've done. Um, and then the dessert, which is guilty pleasures, a little bit of word association, um, you know, we can talk about some of your acting and stuff uh, probably in that section. Cause I'm really interested in that. I did not know that you were that deep into, uh, that realm. Uh, so that's really cool. First, we're going to jump into the salad. Are you hungry? Oh yeah. I'm starving. <laughs> I am starving. I'm ready to eat this whole buffet. 
So let's get it started. Great. And you, and the, so I, so I, I have a lot of, uh, in, in a podcast where it's Chris and who is Mexican and is myself, who is uh, my heritage. I'm a white guy, basically. So I have a lot of white, <laughs> I have a lot of white guy moments on this podcast. It's uh, right. it, it's, yeah. So Elsa's on the We're seasoning, the right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I looked it up. I got it right. So yeah, I can't wait. We're going to sprinkle some seasoning all over the salad. That sounds Oh weird. yeah. We're going to give it some flavor. <laughs> Great. Uh, Angel, what is it that you uh, love about wrestling? So there's a very vague, broad question. Some people kind of go more towards like the action or the theatrics or like, like any one of those answers, but like, what is it that you love about wrestling? Like what, what aspects of it? So uh, it's kind of a two-parter, but I'll try to make it quick. As a kid, it was uh, the theatrics of it. So yeah, like the action, the storyline, and just like how invested I would uh, get into it. But as I grew older and um, grew more into like the community of wrestling, whether that be the internet wrestling community or uh, being in wrestling and doing it, I I, kind of had an epiphany. and just realized like wrestling is one of the few things that like really unites people and bring them together. And in a Mm -hmm. time where we're so divided, you know, whether it be left, right, uh, racial issues, uh, religious issues, you know, I, I, I noticed that wrestling, especially if you go to a, a freelance show, you know, I just see all sorts of walks of life, uh, gay, straight, yeah. um, different religions, different uh, political ideologies, and people are able to really set their differences aside and just enjoy what's happening in the ring and just come together. You know, I've, I've made friendships that will last a lifetime just because I found out someone else was a wrestling fan and we were able to connect off that right away. And even those friends that I may not see eye to eye with on like different subjects, you know, Mm -hmm. we were still able to be friends over the connection we have over wrestling. So it became something much deeper than that. And in the locker room, you know, we all make fun of like brother, brother, you know, saying that, but you know, it it really is a family and a community, you know, um, and just like the fans, you know, we're all really diverse. And I don't just mean that racially, but just how I've been saying. And just that community aspect really made me fall in love with wrestling even more. It really made me want to um, take uh, the next step and just becoming a professional wrestler and just yeah. being a part of something bigger than myself, which is just that unity that I just love seeing. So that the wrestling community just, it really, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. That's what really put it all together for me and really yeah. made me fall. Yeah, no, it's a great answer. Chris and I um, credit. Uh, we talk about like, uh, we talk about this podcast and like why we think that we've had success with it. And we talk, we break it down into the two C's consistency and community. Right. Um, community obviously being one of those. And yeah, I think walking into a freelance wrestling wrestling show at the Logan square auditorium is probably the least non-judgmental environment I, i've ever been oh, in my 100%. entire life yes 100 there is like you said diff- just complete diversity there and everyone is there to just have a blast and enjoy a wrestling show uh, right yeah fantastic answer um so i want to ask you this question next uh we usually so we try to stay away from the how did you get started question as much as we can on this podcast i think we've been giving ourselves a little bit of uh, we've been giving ourselves a break a little bit because a lot of the people we've had on, and I said that I mentioned like yourself and some new graduates 
they just haven't been on as many podcasts. I think people, I think people are still getting to know you, so to speak. So I just want yeah. to, I just want to know um, what made you want to get started. Some of your influences growing up and in, uh, in, in wrestling. Um, definitely. I think my biggest influence, this is probably a generic answer, especially with the wrestling scenes today, but Jeff Hardy, man, Jeff Hardy, when I first like really discovered him, cause mm-hmm. I didn't grow up watching wrestling, how a lot of other people did. Uh, how I started was I was browsing through Netflix and I seen Hulk Hogan's ultimate anthology and I'd recognize <laughs> him from the racket center commercials. I'm showing my age, <laughs> just being so young. And um, <laughs> I remember my mom, like, uh, popping for him because she's seen him on the TV. So I was like, I got nothing better to do. Let me let me check this guy out. So I started off watching Hogan matches. The first wrestling match I ever seen was Hogan versus Big John Stud for the uh, I think it was a body slam competition. So okay, I gradually went through Netflix documentaries on wrestling um, before this was on the WWE Network, and uh, I came across uh, the Jeff Hardy documentary and Matt Hardy documentary, uh, Twist of Fate. I think it was something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude. That reeled me completely in. Jeff was just, man, he really in- encapsulated me. And then um, the one who I was re- able to relate to most was uh, Ray Mysterio. I think okay. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, I've met Ray. Uh, super nice. Did you meet him at ever. Warrior? Yeah. Yeah. I met him okay. at Warrior the second time. The first time it was at C2E2. And uh, I actually got to meet him backstage at C2E2 because. Um, okay. When I went up, it was just when like I first started training. So like for my question in the Q and A for the Lucha Underground Q and A, I basically asked him like as a small guy, you know, like um, not necessarily how he made it, but how did he get respect? Because I know like being in this business, especially with the landscape now, for at least WWE, it's like oh we want guys over the age of six feet, um, two hundred something pounds, and oh, I'm yeah. five four, uh, a little over one hundred and sixty, you know, so. I don't necessarily meet that mark, but, um, yeah, I asked him for advice and stuff and, um, he gave it to me and, uh, at warrior, he remembered me. So we were able to talk and he was definitely a big, um, influence outside of Jeff Hardy, uh, just inspiring me that I could do this at my size and that I don't have to be, um, a big show or a Hogan or a John (laughs) Cena, you know, I could still offer something, um, at my size. So Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely those two. That's a very poignant question. I'm sure he appreciated that as opposed to like some, maybe something he gets more often. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and I mean, if Marco Sunk can make it, I don't know if that's where you're trying to go or wherever you're trying to go, then I think that he should give you hope. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. When I seen, when I seen Marco, like uh, making it big, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I'm a big supporter of the smaller guys. Like, yeah, you like on my Twitter, I think uh, I still have it pinned, but it was when the news first broke out about like, Oh, you got to be like six foot something, 200 and whatever pounds to make it. And like my, my pin tweet is basically saying like, it's BS, you know, like you could market any wrestler at any size, you know, yeah. uh, you can. And if you don't think so, then you're either a bad promoter or just don't know how to do business. No, it's fair. I mean, you can get, you can get people invested in a story, no matter the, the size of the person. Oh, yeah. I think. And who doesn't like an underdog story? Yeah. The, the there's many out there uh right people love and robert anthony that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um uh and you were jeff hardy at a halloween battle royal were you not oh yeah i was ray mysterio in 2018 and then jeff hardy 
2019. Nice. You got the big <laughs> yeah. balls. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, great. Yeah. Thank you for, that's a great answer. Um, you, I want to know your gimmick though. Um, how would you, I mean, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it, it, like I said, it, it puts a smile on my face. Like you're, I think I'm not trying to pigeonhole you at all, but I think when you start a show and a little bit of this, this is your entrance theme as well. Like I had to look, speaking of white moments, I had to look, I was like, I don't, so I don't, obviously I took two years of Spanish in high school, but I know like basic words basically. And then when that song came on, I was, when your song, your song hits and like you start off the show, I think it, it definitely uh, jolts the crowd into like, oh shit, this is a wrestling show now. Like, let's get it going. And like, it brings the crowd up to like a really nice level. Um, but when your, your song hits, I, I, I don't know any of the words in the song. So I was like, I was like uh, using that Google, like, uh, app, or like uh, you can use like some kind of Google app and like hum yeah. the song. And like the na, na, I was like humming it into the, yeah. or my my wife was like humming it into her phone, and we're and then we had to figure, that's how we figured out what the song was. But it's a it was a Mark Anthony song, correct? Yes, vivir mi vida. Yes, and to live live my life, to live mm-hmm. my life, live my yes. life. Yeah. So who is so who is Angel Escalera, the wrestler? Uh, what do you what what is what is the vibe you're trying to display like in the ring and when you come out and everything? So. Um, my character is a Puerto Rican salsa dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Puerto Rican, you know, okay. uh, in our culture, we're very big on representing um, who we are. And um, I know there's a lot of uh, Puerto Rican wrestlers out there. Like you could tell we always have the flag on us and stuff. Um, and, uh, but what distinguishes me from them is the, uh, the dance on the salsa portion, because I noticed um, most of like the Puerto Rican wrestlers, especially that, that I've seen, uh, for example, like in the nineties, um, Los Boricuas, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're always chalked up to this generic, uh, cargo shorts wearing like hood, you know, solo S character, you know, solos are more Mexican, you know? And, um, I, I went through a couple of different gimmick changes. Uh, I think about three or four before I got to this one, which is finally what stuck, but, um, I kind of came to a realization. I was like, man, I'm tired of, you know, my people in the wrestling community being represented as, you know, that, um, not that, that, not that that's necessarily bad, but there's a whole other side to our culture. And that's where yeah. the dancing came from. Cool. Um, I always grew up dancing, uh, at my family parties, always dancing salsa and always just having a good time. And like how the song says living my life. And I wanted to bring that same joy and that same energy to wrestling what that's why i chose that song specifically because it's almost like the puerto rican anthem you know and not only that but that's like the main song that would always play at my family gatherings that was like that every time i would play immediately everybody just started getting up and dancing and i wanted to bring that part of my culture to the wrestling industry and that's why i try to make my entrance as big and as elaborate as possible and just getting everybody dancing with me Based on your reaction, I, I'm hoping it's working. <laughs> it works so, for me. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. So I, I I always try to bring that same energy, you know, and just have people um, experience that because I just I, I don't want to just be a wrestler. I want to be a showman, you know. And there's a couple of uh, mm-hmm. plans that I still have for my entrance up my sleeve that I've dabbled with uh, on a smaller scale that I'm hoping to bring, but it's just the the right time. But I'm hoping to uh, expand my entrance just just a little bit more 
<laughs> but okay. uh, we'll have to save that surprise for when I actually make it happen. But I am I am excited to hopefully get it sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think you see with a lot of people, a lot of wrestlers on the independent scene that you you start to layer stuff in gradually. Mm-hmm. Either you have like a base and then you start to like, and then like you layer stuff in. I think that's what... I don't want to, there's a wrestler who I don't want to talk about because he's on, he's on our shit list, but um, he had changed his gimmick and then he started to like uh, layer stuff in. He eventually had like, then had like a mask and like things like that. So it's like, I don't want to give him, I don't, I don't, it's project Monix basically. I don't want to give him too much shine because we're, we're pissed at him at this moment, but yeah. um, Freaking Monix, man. Yeah. It's uh, training with him a year ago and he was like, Oh yeah, I'm thinking of uh, just doing one last retirement run, and I almost shed a tear for him. Almost. Freaking I, I want my bastard. tears back. Actually, my tears were. <laughs> they gave during the slideshow. I think they came. They came out of my eyes for sure. At least yeah, watery eyed. Yeah, he uh, kind of threw a shot at me at twi- on Twitter recently, uh, a couple days ago, and I had to shoot back. And I was like, "Hey, watch yourself. You want to? If you want to fight me in the ring, that's a different story." Yeah, so, we'll see. He declined. He declined the offer because I guess he he thought I was too good, which I appreciate the compliment. I'm glad he knows his limits, but definitely. But yeah, he uh, when he, before he you know lied to our, all of our faces. Um, he he's one who started to layer like he's like okay, I'm going to be project minds, and then you saw stuff continually layer in. Um, it yeah. wasn't all at once. Uh, I think a little bit that like that with the Bang Bros too. First, they just have the name. And then you see like promos of Davey drinking bang and like how, how their, their gimmick is funny. It's funny in that way. And then yeah. he's oh, like, yeah, they progressed so much. Yes. And then now he has the pants and now they're legitimately like in the ring. They're like, Oh fuck, these guys are really like fluid and like crisp. So oh, yeah. it, it layers in like that. I'm sure, you know, you just gotta, you, you one wrinkle here, one wrinkle there. By the time, you know, like you have five more wrinkles added to you, you know? Yeah. And yeah, those, the Bang Bros, especially, they've improved so much. And those are some of my best friends. And I can't wait to, uh, as it was just announced recently, take on the Take It Home Wreckers with them by my side, the best tag team in the Midwest. And in my opinion, best tag team in the country, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, we're all under the age of 25. So we're just getting started, baby. I can't Damn. wait. I can't wait for this match. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, that is at Mad Nick's birthday party. Uh, FreelanceWrestling.com should have the ticket link. You can go mm-hmm. check that out. You, the listener. Um Wrapping up the salad here, what, uh, in terms of your free time, what wrestling are you watching in your free time? We talk about how wrestling is a buffet. That's the reason why we have this buffet line style, but I mm-hmm. should have said that earlier. But that's what our, the foundation of our podcast is built on wrestling as a buffet, meaning that there's so many different things to love about wrestling. But you can go to, you can choose to go to any different type of wrestling that you want, whether it be a promotion or style. And, uh, and yeah, you're not judged here. You're welcome to, to talk about anything. So that's the reason why we have the buffet line. Does that, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah um, that's a great idea. Yeah, thank you. And so, what what are you watching in your free time? What are you watching? So, um, if anything, the answer could be the answer could be you know nothing at this time too, as well, because I know you do a lot of your own wrestling. So, yeah, um, I don't watch anything uh, religiously anymore. Um, okay, like I like I used to. When I watch wrestling now, it's usually to study, yeah, um, to see like you know what I what I could learn, and um, definitely 
uh, one person I could definitely say that I've been watching is uh, Jonathan Gresham because okay. his style, just uh, just the way he manipulates the body, you know, it's something that I definitely uh, want to get better at, uh, just my okay. grappling. And um, one of my favorite matches of his um, was uh, him versus Lee Mortiarty for the um it was the uh, it was in october crap what was the show i was for the culture okay but it was that three-day uh wrestling event in indiana that gcw was hosting okay the collective i think yeah yeah, yeah it was the collective that was, was in 2020 event. right yeah okay it i was, was there yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah not for that show yeah. but i was there that, that weekend kind of yeah uh him and lee man they tore the freaking house down with that match mm-hmm. and uh it was it was really dope to see so he's one guy that i study and then of course ray mysterio just so i could you know continue freshening up on um things that i could do against my opponents and i definitely accredit a lot of ray mysterio to how i was able to survive robert ego anthony as long as i did and uh, yeah. Maybe surprise him a little bit. I know for a second, I know for a couple seconds there in the match, Frank the Clown was looking a little scared. So I credit <laughs> that to my uh, Rey Mysterio tape studies. Okay. And um, a last final one, I'd, I'd say, actually, no, two. I'd say Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Okay. I study both of them um, a lot. So uh, yeah, those four Gresham, Michaels, Flair, and Rey Mysterio. I like to study a lot of a lot of those guys flair especially for um just how flashy he is and just how just big you know his expressions are on the ring just everything you know over i I love studying those four guys that's cool no i like that answer it's a very uh studious approach um your favorite part of an actual salad Ooh, (laughs) let me not say croutons (laughs) that is that's a popular answer and that's my favorite answer um other than croutons, I'd say in the salads that I make, I really like um, I really like the dressing that I use. Uh, specifically, it's a zero calorie ranch dressing from Weldon Farms, and I mm. like it because when I first heard of it, I was like, "Okay, this is zero calories. This is one of those like diet things that says it's ranch, but it doesn't taste like it, and it tastes horrible." Okay. And then I tried. I'm like, "All right, this tastes like ranch." So good for good for uh, when I'm on a diet, you know, just trying to maintain my figure or lose some fat. So I always, I always like Weldon Farms zero calorie ranch dressing. Okay. It's a great substitute because other ranch per serving is like a hundred, 120 calories. So to have per serving zero, that puts a big dent in that. So I, yeah. I love that ranch dressing. Okay. Ranch dressing is gross to me, but I know it's popular. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't Each do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a mental thing for me. I don't think it's a taste. I think it's just like a mental thing. I think I just grew up in a house that where my my too much ranch was used. I just can't get it out of my head. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, not by me, but by, by my siblings. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Moving on, the main course. Now we're in the main course. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, yeah, just stuff in the ring. We get uh, sink some sink sink our teeth into into some stuff. Let's talk about. Freelance Wrestling Academy and your experience there, uh, specifically Bryce and Isaiah being your teachers. How are they as teachers, leaders in that in Freelance Wrestling Academy? What are some important things that you've learned from them? Um, 
Well, Bryce was my uh, was my first instructor. I went okay. to his classes first before Isaiah's. And he's the one who actually uh, brought me in. That's why I started going to um, his first. Not, nothing against um, Isaiah's. Sure. Uh, I started taking his classes a couple months later when I could afford it. Um, but from Bryce, I definitely think the two biggest things I've learned from him was in wrestling, like move-wise, um, the Lucha Libre style. Okay. Um, because I wasn't taught that. Um, when I started training in 2017, but it was with um, another promotion. Um, I started training with the Academy January of 2019. Okay. So I was never exposed to uh, Lucha before, but Bryce really blew my mind with that style. And then the second thing he taught me, which I think is really important, is uh, taking no BS from anybody. And that's outside the ring taking no BS from promoters, um, from fans, from people in the locker room, like standing your ground, you know, um, cause in this business, you know, sadly, um, people like to take advantage of you. Promoters like to take advantage of you. Um, that's happened to me quite a bit when I first started, you know, and, okay. um, especially in regards to like getting paid and stuff. And I'm not doing this for the money. You know, if you're doing this for the money, then you're in the wrong industry you know, it, it's not for the money, it's for the love of it. But sure. at the end of the day, you know, you're still putting your body at, on the line. And um, it's uncomfortable to have those money talks. Yeah. And Bryce really definitely is big on um, knowing your worth and putting your foot down and not letting anybody walk all over you. And okay. um, those two things, especially that last one, um, stuck with me. And then for Isaiah, he also preached the same thing about putting your foot down, knowing your worth. Um, and, uh, I feel like that's something a lot of schools uh, need to teach, but definitely, uh, from Isaiah, um, I think the biggest thing, um, with him and, uh, Kylie, um, Kylie mm -hmm. Ray, uh, the psychology, you know, um, they are a big, big reason why, um, and Bryce too, of course, but there are a big, big reason why I'm at where I'm at today because the way they just make sense of everything and just simplify it down. It's like, Holy crap. I, I, I thought of this whole complex thing when in reality it's just boom, boom, boom. And yeah, definitely that psychology is so important and that storytelling and they really, they really are big on basics. Mm -hmm. Um, so psychology and basics are the two things that I really picked up from it, from uh, Isaiah and uh, basics, man. It's, I figured out how important basics really are. Like, okay. all honesty, in my opinion, like I don't do anything really crazy in the ring. You know, I could, but um, I don't need to. I really stick to um, what I know. And that's another thing Izzy, oh, Isaiah and um, Kylie taught us. Do what you know and practice it so you can do it the best. So I feel like I don't do anything too crazy. Yeah. But what I do know is my basics. And I still have a lot to learn. But what I do feel confident in is my basics um, from what they taught me. Mm -hmm. And I try to um, make that shine in the ring. And I felt like that's worked for me, you know. So that's what I've learned um, a lot from those two, even though recently I taught Bryce a lesson. but you're going to have to pay to watch that when it comes out. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I see. Yes. Uh, and speaking of as a quick plug, uh, November 14th should be 
Zella Pro's any given Sunday show airing, I think on Fight TV. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys wrestled there. We won't spoil anything as to what happened. It sounds like you got the better of them, at least a little bit in some cases. Uh, I'm yeah, sure I, that showed was great... him, I showed him that uh, that the student has a couple of things that he was taught himself. You know, ah, a couple of tricks. I kept a couple of tricks up my sleeve, and you know, he come, he he didn't teach me everything, so it wasn't easy by any means. It was a hard fought match, but as for the winner, you're gonna have to pay to find out. We'll see if I came out victorious or not. Yeah. But, Exactly. And sp- speaking of your in ring, so touch on that a little bit more, like what, is, how would you define your style as of right now in ring? I know you said you're trying to get a little bit better at grappling, but where did you say like you're at right now? Um, as for grappling, um, I'm good with like the, the basics of it. Um, okay. like I know how to get out of holds. I know a couple basic counters. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely nowhere near like, a Lee or a Gresham or even an Isaiah, you know? Um, but, uh, I think I could definitely hold my own, but as for my current in-ring style, um, I definitely like to involve, it's a little bit unorthodox because I like to involve uh, my dancing in it. Um, if you've noticed, uh, so, um, how I describe it is this back in, back in history over the test of time, all warriors, had to learn how to dance because of their footwork. I know in fencing specifically, you had to learn how to ballroom dance. And if you know how to ballroom dance, then you could fence. Dancing is very crucial for um, warriors uh, okay. back in history okay. because it taught them the basics. And because I grew up a dancer, I was able to catch on to the basics. So I brought my dancing into the ring so how i would describe my style is a little bit of high flying a little bit of technical but a lot of dancing so that's how i would that's how i would put it and a lot of people don't think about these things a lot of people like oh i'm gonna get into professional wrestling i need to take uh muay thai jujitsu you know things of that sort and those are all great things like oh my god (laughs) but um a lot of people a lot of people don't pick up on dancing you know and yeah it's something that I definitely have up my sleeve and I'm able to catch people off guard a little bit, you know, play a little bit of mind games in the ring. I'm glad I asked this question because yeah, yeah, that's not something I would have expected you to answer, but yeah, I can see how they can improve the footwork. Uh, Mm -hmm. Scale one to 10. How how do you think, where do you think you fall as a dancer? Um, I'd say, I'd say a seven. Okay. Um, That's being humble. I think. Uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say it's six or seven. Okay. Um, because again, I know, oh, it's gonna be annoying how many times I say this, but uh, I know the basics. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I took I took a couple salsa classes for uh, two years, and then just growing up doing it, and yeah. um, I got the basics down. But uh, um, yeah, I'd rate myself like a six or a seven. Yeah. Like I know I know how to move my hips, and I just try to show my opponents how to as well. There you go. It would have you watched any Dancing with the Stars? Did you watch the Miz this season? Uh, no, I did not. I did see a couple uh clips though. It was okay. uh, it was pretty cool to see that uh, another wrestler. I know Chris Jericho did it right. He's he did it one year. Yeah, there's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard to keep up just because there's been like 70 million seasons. Um, oh, but yeah, I, I just like catch it here and there. Yeah, I used to watch it uh, as a kid um, with my aunt and uncle because they would always have it on. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely grew up on that show. I'd say, 
Uh, I wasn't a super fan by any means, but I definitely enjoyed just like seeing, you know, uh, people, uh, celebrities that may have never danced before, even wrestlers, especially right. wrestlers, you know, and then they go out there and do it and they do a really good job. So it was dope seeing the Miz do that. And um, I remember like years ago when Chris Jericho was doing it, I was like, oh my God. That's so cool. <laughs> um, speaking of Kyle, I know you mentioned Kylie training you. Um, what are some of your favorite matches that you have so far? I'm assuming you versus Kylie probably falls in, into that, right? One, well, maybe top three or something like that. But oh, yeah. You tell me. Um, Kylie was definitely, I've been having a lot of dream matches lately. Okay. Um, Kylie was definitely like a big, big dream match of mine, like mm-hmm. for years. I really wanted to wrestle Kylie. And um, I honestly, uh didn't know who i was gonna wrestle like up until like a couple days before the show like less than a week and um when i found out i was like oh crap i wish i knew like a month ago so i could like mentally prepare right um but uh yeah that match with kylie man that was definitely something but uh as for uh my favorite matches that i've had so far Mm -hmm. um uh, well, definitely Kylie, but uh, definitely my uh, match with Cole Roderick um, on a Shy Secret Stash. That okay. match, that match, that. Uh, going a, a little bit of backstory on that match. That match, um, and I heard this from a couple of different people. Um, that match, uh, I was told by one person, they thought it was going to be the sleeper match. They thought it was going to be the match. I was like, okay, this is cool, but this is probably not going to be anything you know special but um for it being my freelance debut like i was hungry for this opportunity and i wasn't gonna let it uh fall through my fingertips by any means so i went out there and i gave it my all and cole radrick he goes out there and gives it his all every night regardless what show he's on so um our first match and our second match at a freelance underground are definitely my favorites but one that i think uh a lot of people may not um really think about if they like just see it on paper um Jaden Newman I wrestled him for freelance underground a couple months ago okay and uh it was the September show I believe um and it was the first time where in the middle of a match I distinctly remember I, I, I like kicked out of a pin and I distinctly remember just like thinking to myself holy crap this is a good match <laughs> I mean, that's not me like bragging or tuning my own yeah. form, but like we had something in there uh-huh. and that was the first time we ever met first time we ever wrestled for sure and um if you guys have iwtv i encourage you check out that match between me and Jaden newman because that ma- i we 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 had something there we yeah. clicked and that was only our first time meeting. There was a certain chemistry there that I felt like really heavily. Um, so I'd say uh, Kylie, Cole, Jaden Newman, and then of course, Robert Ego Anthony. Okay. That was my most intense and most challenging match of all time. Like he brought something out of me that I didn't know that I had. Yeah. And um, I would always, I always like to think that I had a very big fighting spirit and a never say die attitude but um that didn't that didn't get tested until ego and um i think i proved myself that uh 
even if I go down, I'm going to take a piece of my opponent with me. And um, okay, that match holds a special place in my heart for uh, what he brought out of me. So yeah, definitely those. Amazing. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you went down swinging against a savvy veteran, uh, but probably I tried, g- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gained some respect during that match, which is awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap up the, the main course or otherwise known as a hot plate. Um, one thing I want to touch on is that I feel like your, your, your current, like your graduating class has a chip. On, would you say that your graduating class has a chip on their shoulder? I feel like you guys are always being touted as people that help and that are uh, around and that are very hungry. And I haven't really heard anything bad about collectively you as a group. So would you say that you guys have a chip on your shoulder? If so, why? And can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, I definitely say that we do, we, we do have a chip on our shoulder. Um, and as being a part of like really the first class with Davey Bang, with August Matthews, with Trevor Outlaw, um, and, uh, Elena Black now known as Cora Jade, right. You know, um, you know, we were, we were the new kids on the block as a school, you know, we, we weren't here for 15, 20 years. We only here for a couple, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. November, 2018 around there. Okay. Um, so it's still a fairly, you know, new school. Yeah. And, um, a lot of where that chip came from is not only just being like a brand new school, but there's a mantle that um, freelance wrestlers have um, guys like Matt Nix, Castro, Isaiah, Kylie, Ego, Craig Mitchell, um, Alex Olson, you know, uh, Darren Corbin, you know, the list goes on. There's a certain way they carry themselves. There's a certain way. Um, there's a certain prestige that they have. And we all looked at that and um, not to say this in like a, a cocky way, but we all kind of knew and were hoping, you know, that we would be the future of freelance. And right. we looked at them and we were like, we need to give this our all. And we need to even try to be half as good as they are. So mm-hmm. that's where the chip comes from. We, we had, we have big shoes to fill, right. you know, like a lot of these freelance shows um it's us like we started uh attempting to take that mantle you know you see the brain bros often you've been seeing me often uh Mm -hmm. trevor outlaw just main evented the last uh two uh freelance shows you know you're seeing a lot more of us uh and Mm -hmm. we worked our butts off day in day out we still are to hopefully fill the shoes that we've been given to fill and um, it's not up to us to decide whether we fill them or not. It's up to the fans, you know, and it's up to um, guys like Isaiah Scott, uh, people like uh, Kylie, uh, Matt Nix, you know, to give us the nod. And I hope we're, you know, I hope we're doing a good job um, just continuing being the next generation of freelance. And uh, yeah, that's where the chip came from. We had a lot to prove. We had big shoes to fill and we're like, we're not going to mess around. Yeah, it's all or nothing, and we give it our all day in and day out. Yeah, without hope, without giving a compliment to Trevor Outlaw, um, I think you guys, you guys really haven't missed a beat. 
I'm enjoying it so far. Thank you. And, uh, and it's, it's still really early too, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, um, I know it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe just cause there was like a whole year that didn't count basically. Um, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> a whole year where you maybe wrestled like once. Um, so I don't know. Um, it still feels like you, you guys are, you guys are found your footing, but there's still, there's still so many sto- stories you guys can tell. Um, oh, I yeah. think. So, yeah. And I look forward to it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, most of us on like Trevor's old self are, uh, under the age of 25. So we got time. I just turned 20, <laughs> um, a month ago, October 8th, uh, David and August are 21. Wow. You know? Like, uh, um, Coda Hernandez he's 21 we're we're young you know we got we got time and that's not saying oh we could slack off now because we've got all those years but no that makes us want it that makes us want it more yeah so we're gonna be here we're gonna be here we're gonna be in this industry for a while awesome um your uh your, your favorite uh entree or main course food that you enjoy eating Ooh. um Man, I'd probably have to say, uh, I think I'm going to divide uh, the Chicago fan base a little bit. Okay. I'm going to have to say Giordano's deep dish pizza. Oh, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lose guy. I don't dislike Giordano's. So. Yeah, and I don't dislike lose. It's a great yeah. second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on opposite day. Um, no, I I grew uh, up on Giordano's. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll agree to disagree there. I do want to give, I haven't had Giordano's in a while. I think I need to give it another shot. Uh, but it's just like, there's so many lose close to me that it's just like, why, why settle for second? You know, I did grow up on lose too. There was a, a, there was a, um, lose by right, right across the street from my mom's job. Um, and it, and she still works there. And, uh, there was a Giordano's right by um, my house where I grew up uh, in uh, Logan Square, that area. Okay. Um, it's still there. So yeah. I kind of had the best of both worlds, but uh, nice. I just prefer Giordano's because, you know, El Sosso and I, I bring the flavor. I know. The flavor. <laughs> and, I <was> <laughs> and then I know I'm sure there's people listening that's like, what about Pequod's? It's just like, I don't like my crust that burnt. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so like everyone relax on Pequod's and you can wait. Uh, an hour and 45 minutes for your pizza and I already have eaten mine. Um, Do we have so. an appetizer choice by any chance? Uh, if you want to, actually, that's a great call. That's shame on me for not <laughs> including that. It would, it would. Okay. What's your go-to app? Um, I'd say uh, empanadas. I love oh, okay. a beef empanada and that's the Puerto Rican in me. We call them pastelillos, but just the general term. Sure. Uh, empanadas, pastelillos. So, uh, I love me a good empanada. Okay. And, uh, the best place to get them, in my opinion, are um, the Cuban restaurants like Senor Pan or uh, Cuban Fusion. So, okay. I, oh, I love empanadas. Do you, what kind of sauce do you do with us? Um, I like the, I like the mayo or, ketchup sauce that I okay. get from the Cuban restaurants, but it's like, they do, they add something to it. It's not just mayonnaise and ketchup mixed yeah. together. They like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They season it with something. It's so good. It really is. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, lo- I love eating it. Oh man, those are the best. That's a great call. That's a great like. Uh, I don't. I don't think empanadas get enough love. Honestly. Oh yeah, they it's, don't. Uh, it's a very. It's like a. It's like a. It needs more. It needs more awareness. We need more empanada awareness. 
Oh yeah, time. definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start uh, throwing up bananas out to the crowd like here. Don't <laughs> uh, need to get blessed by this. <laughs> I do. The crowd will love you even more. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Oh yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> uh, so going into the dessert, dessert guilty pleasure section, what are some other what are some other hobbies that you have? What are some other things that you like to do? Um. Well, outside of uh, outside of wrestling, wrestling outside of yeah, ass. outside of wrestling, um, I love to make music. Uh, okay, I start. I'm starting my own um entrance music uh business called Indie Anthems. Um, I've been kind of uh, fuck yeah. I, I made yeah, I made some uh social media for it, a Twitter and Instagram. I've been a little silent on it lately because um I graduate from my college uh, November nineteenth, so like all my attention has been focused on that um which is funny okay. i graduate the 19th in the morning and then i got uh the ticket home records at night feeling, <laughs> nice. so that's gonna be a busy day but yeah um yeah i love i love making music and congrats um, if i don't see you thank you mm-hmm. uh but yeah and um yeah i uh like to pride myself um on my music especially because like i don't just make like one or two genres like i know people here like oh you're a producer you just like make hip-hop and trap i can and i can do it well like that's one thing I will brag on because I've been making music for 10 years. So that's one thing I will brag on. I could make that and I could do it very well, but I could also make orchestral music. I could also make, uh, I've made metal before as well. Um, virtual instruments, the expensive ones sound really authentic and okay. I've tested it out with, um, normal people. I was like, here, listen to this track. And they think it was actual guitars, actual drums, but because they sound so good thanks to the native instruments, you know, um, it doesn't sound like it's uh, a program, even though it is sampled from real instruments. Um, I can make dubstep EDM, you know, okay. I've actually made a uh, Kylie Ray's theme song that she's using. Not the one I, not the one that she uses around the indies, but on NWA, um, when they do come out with the theme songs, the uh, empower uh, pay-per-view that they had, she came out, to uh the entrance theme song that i made uh for her and um i made one for uh coda hernandez the one that pick and pop comes out to okay uh, i produced beat for that one um also uh uh queen b broke valentine her current entrance theme song i made as well um trevor outlaw twisted my arm to uh make a custom entrance one for him in case he needs one so uh you could probably yeah. you could probably skip that actually yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I love making music. That's a, that's a big, big hobby of mine. And once I got all my college stuff done with, I'll be able to jump back into my indie anthems, entrance music, uh, making production. So if you're a wrestler and you need a custom entrance theme song, I'm your guy. That's awesome. I love that. I, I, I appreciate a really awesome custom entrance theme. And it's not to say that I don't like a non-custom entrance theme. Cause like, I think, Someone like you and someone like I, maybe Isaiah and someone like an Effie that have an actual song that, mm-hmm. uh, that when you hear that song, you associate with that wrestler. That's right. hard. That's, I think it's hard to do though. Like that mm-hmm. takes a while for that to like, okay, when I hear um, Elton John, that song by Elton John. Okay. I really think of Effie. So like, unless yeah. you can get to that point, I think it's maybe, unless you can get to that point, I think it's maybe best to like, start from the ground with a custom theme and then a good custom theme. Right. Cause like, I think of someone mm-hmm. like Ethan page, 
or like an MJF. I think MJF was custom. I haven't heard, heard it before, but um, when they are on the Indies with a custom theme and then they were able to go to other places that maybe had a little bit more like TV production value and just continue to use that theme, the continuity across promotions is really cool there. Or like yeah. sometimes like you can't use your theme because like the 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 it's getting uh the show is getting recorded and then yeah, when you watch copyright. it you copyright yeah exactly so like if uh, you can it can work either way but you can have really good continuity from for everywhere you go if oh, you yeah. if you have a really good custom theme uh like sticking with Definitely. you from like start to finish yeah and that's the thing about like my entrance songs as well like i said uh kylie used hers on um the empower show so when i make you an a, a custom theme it's it's yours like don't worry about me uh dishing out copyrights and stuff like that right so that, that's that's yours to keep i mean if y'all want to bless me with royalties by all means but you know i'm i'm doing it for the love of the game that's awesome i think that need i think we need more custom themes in indie wrestling and i think that's it's just a production thing that's easy to it's just easy to pick a, a actual song and it's like a production mm-hmm. thing that I think gets skipped on indies. And like, it's cool that you're a resource for that, to, that little detail to come to life. Yeah. And if ever the day comes where um, I do get signed, you know, uh, I would love to continue using Vivir Mi Vida. But if I can't, I know exactly how to replicate it. So, boom. I'm set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Are you ready for word association? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. So that's for you listening. I'm going to read off 10 words pretty quickly. Uh, Angel Escalera can all he, when I say a word, he has to respond with a one, one word answers. It's usually the first word that comes to your head. Obviously, if it's a bad word, switch it <laughs> <laughs> or something you'll regret. But like, once again, the, the example we used before we started recording is if like, if I say pro wrestling, you know, some people would ar- would argue like love or some people, some people would say love or passion as their answer. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go through these rapid fire. Okay. You ready? All right. Yeah. Okay. Number one, freelance wrestling. Passion. Okay. Logan Square Auditorium. Home. Good answer. Freelance underground. Love. Okay. Uh, Project Monix. Uh, I don't, I, that's not a word <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's fine I'll, we will accept that as an answer if you if you want it to be uh betrayal accept it. betrayal <laughs> good one yeah um galley lucha libre my start okay trevor outlaw piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> we, we will we will we will bend the rules and accept that one um um acting theater okay zola pro green <laughs> yes <laughs> fuck yeah that's the, that's the answer i'm looking for yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> last two uh salsa dancing home i just thought of home again sorry <laughs> okay can we repeat words or is that not allowed um yeah, it's it's uh they're loose rules. They're loose rules. All if you right. got another word, you can say it for salsa dancing. Family. Family. Okay, that's a good yeah. one. 
Um, we're, you're not getting graded on this or anything. It's mostly just oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last one, uh, Kylie Ray. Mentor. All right. Good job, man. You nailed uh, home was a good mm-hmm. one. You nailed the one for Trevor, although it was more than one word, but we'll accept it. And, uh, <laughs> and you nailed green. That was perfect. Yeah. Trevor is a special individual where there's, there's not just one word you could describe him as. There's just a plethora of just sounds you could put together <laughs> to just talk about this man child. <laughs> I'm glad he's uh, using his mom's Twitter. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's back on Twitter. He's he's using his uh his mom's account. So I guess uh if you want to hear what he has to say for some reason, follow his mom's account. Has he still suspended? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What how that's been like weeks. Like what do you have to do to get a week-long ban on this app? You gotta be Trevor Outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> What even is his? Do you even know what his mom's Twitter is? Um, I let me see. You can send it. To, you can send it to me after. It's fine. All I right. Just, yeah, I just he's been uh, posting about it on Instagram. So okay. Yeah, I'll check there. I'll have to say hi to his mom too. Definitely. Um, definitely. Uh, I don't even think she knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope he's not saying anything too foul. That foul little boy. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that was a buffet line. Did you enjoy yourself? I'm <laughs> I am glad. I am glad I brought the flavor. I think you did. I think this is a very enjoyable conversation. There were some things I, I did not know about you that I learned on this podcast, mm-hmm. specifically like acting and your and a little bit of the dancing background and things like that. So really, really cool stuff. Um, people want to know more. Where can they find you on the Internet? Um, you can find me on Instagram at L underscore Sasson official, um, on Twitter, L underscore Sasson angel. Um, yeah, pretty much those two. And then, uh, Angel Escalera on Facebook. I don't really use Facebook like that, but, uh, if I get a message on messenger, I'll, I'll try to respond if it's nothing, um, illicit, you know, (laughs) I haven't gotten any of those, but I mean, still. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter are uh, my main platforms. Um, so yeah, you could reach out to me on there. I try to respond to as many people as I can. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm an open book. Um, so yeah, f- feel free to chat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and we're coming up right on an hour or two, so have a quick, efficient conversation and jam packed full of stuff. Um, you can find all the rest of our episodes, including I know we mentioned it earlier, including an interview with Craig Mitchell. Um, on, uh, which is really fun on two heels on face.com. That's the number two heels in a face, two heels on face on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then we're on all podcast platforms, including SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. So if you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough. Um, and when promoting oh, this yeah. episode, use the hashtag Viva La Chico or hashtag Beat Up GPA, and we'll greatly appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Yeah. I also uh, I also wanted to um, thank you for the kind words you said on your uh, podcast a couple of months ago after my Kylie Ray match. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, the proof is in the pudding. So I'm just looking forward to, uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing more, honestly, you know, things you. are getting on more of a consistent cadence. So I'm happy to hear that. All the right. Of affirmation is big for me. So I really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. And I know I, I know I told you the same thing too. I think after your Chicago secret stash match, but I think that that match like solidified you as a, as a staple and like a pillar on this roster. So yeah, Thank you. I, uh, I look forward to you taking, maybe kicking some ass against the taken home records. They deserve it. Oh yeah. I can't wait to <laughs> kick Darren Corbin's head again. <laughs> All right. Thank, for it. thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Take care. Oh, yeah.